We started off some time ago in Abraham. And we are now into Jacob. And the thing that has struck me, and I've said it, Isaac, Jacob, Abraham, they've all been tremendously faithful to God. But they have not always been the best of friends, the best of witnesses, the best testimonies as far as their dealings with people. Jacob went to work for Laban. Worked seven years. Laban, Laban gave him his oldest daughter Leah instead of Rachel, the one that they had agreed. Laban then had him work another seven years and Jacob has worked seven years more and gets uh, Rachel to wife. So now he has two daughters with Laban as his wives. Laban has changed Jacob's pay ten times in twenty years. He has not dealt well with Jacob. So we're going to start up, pick up where we left off. When last we left off, Jacob was trying to figure out the married life with two wives and the uh, surrogate maids, Bilhah and Zilpah. The last we saw, Rachel and Leah were bargaining. Rachel wanted the mandrakes that Leah's son had, and Leah wanted Jacob. So they bargained for Jacob's services. And the last verse we finished on was Joseph was born. This whole situation must have been utterly miserable for Jacob. I mean, seriously, the sisters are fighting over who's going to sleep with him, who's going to get his blessing, his favor, his time. Had to have been miserable for him. So now Joseph is born. There's one son left to go out of the 12 that we know Jacob's going to have. And Jacob believes that it's time to get ready and leave Laban, whom he has served for 20 years, well, almost 20 years now. And it came to pass, when Rachel had born Joseph, that Jacob said unto Laban, Send me away, that I may go unto my own place and to my country. Give me my wives and my children for whom I have served thee, and let me go. For thou knowest my service, which I have done thee. You know I've been faithful. You know I've worked hard. You know I've prospered you. Leave me alone. Let me go. Laban said unto him, I pray thee, if I have found favor in thine eyes, tarry. For I have learned by experience that the Lord hath blessed me for thy sake. And he said, Appoint me thy wages, and I will give it. Laban hears from Jacob that it's time to go. Laban does not want Jacob to go. For when Jacob goes, the favor and blessing of God goes, and Laban knows it. Genesis 30, 29. Jacob talking. And he said unto him, Thou knowest how I served thee, and how thy cattle was with me. For it was little which thou hadst before I come. And it is now increased unto a multitude. And the Lord hath blessed thee since my coming. And now, when shall I provide for mine own house also? And he, Laban, said, What shall I give thee? And Jacob said, Thou shalt not give me anything. If thou wilt do this thing for me, I will again feed and keep thy flock. Jacob's not taking any gift so that Laban can say, I increased him. Jacob's resting on God's favor, God's providence, God's prosperity. 
not on Laban's. He's taking nothing from Laban. He says, if you will do this thing for me, then I will again feed and keep thy flock. I will pass through all thy flock today, removing from thence all the speckled and spotted cattle and all the brown cattle among the sheep and the speckled and spotted among the goats and of such shall be my hire. So he's going to pass through the flock from all the speckled and spotted cattle, all the brown sheep and the spotted and speckled of the goats of those they shall be belong to Jacob. That's going to be his wages for keeping them for a little longer. So shall my righteousness answer for me in time to come, when I shall come for my hire before thy face. Every one that is not speckled and spotted among the goats and brown among the sheep, that shall be counted stolen with me. If you find any that are, that are not speckled or spotted, that are white among the sheep, they're going to be counted as stolen. I'm only taking the speckled and spotted cattle and all the brown sheep and the spotted and speckled among the goats. And Laban said, Behold, I would it might be according to thy word. Laban knows his money, his future, his wealth rests with Jacob and the God of Jacob. Jacob served hard time for Laban. He has been faithful. And now that he wants to leave, Laban comes in and says, What's it going to take for you to stay? Jacob makes an agreement with him. And then Jacob starts to make that deal fall into his favor. Jacob's starting to finesse Laban just a little bit. When he got to Laban's, when Jacob first got to Laban's, the flocks were minimal. For if you will remember, the girl, Rachel, small and, and, and comely, she brought the sheep. Couldn't have been a big flock. Could not have been a big flock if Rachel was one bringing them to the well. If he had a big flock, he would have had shepherds bringing the sheep to the well. All that Laban has is because of Jacob and the God of Jacob. It's all because of Jacob. Jacob's planning, Jacob's preparing it, and God's favor on Jacob. Genesis 30, 35. And he, re he removed that day the he-goats that were ring-straked and spotted, and all the she-goats that were speckled and spotted, and everyone that had some white in it, and all the brown among the sheep, and gave them into the hands of his sons. And he set three days' journey betwixt himself and Jacob. Laban? Jacob, three days. And Jacob fed the rest of Laban's flocks. And Jacob took, and Jacob took him rods of green poplar, and of the hazel and chestnut tree, and pilled white strakes in them, and made the white appear which was in the rods. And he set the rods which he had pilled before the flocks in the gutters and the watering troughs, when the flocks came to drink, that they should conceive when they came to drink. And the flocks conceived before the rods and brought forth cattle, ring straight, speckled, and spotted. And Jacob did separate the lambs and set the faces of the flocks toward the ring straight and all the brown and a flock of Laban. And he put his own flocks by themselves and put them not unto Laban's cattle. He separated them. And it came to pass... Whensoever the stronger cattle did conceive, that Jacob laid the rods before the eyes of the cattle in the gutter, that they might conceive among the rods. But when the cattle were feeble, he put them not in, so the feebler were Laban's, and the stronger were Jacob's. And the man increased exceedingly, and had much cattle, and maidservants, and men servants, and camels, and asses. Did you catch all that? Jacob's finessing Laban a little bit. Jacob's 
taking advantage. But, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying one wrong makes another, but Laban did finesse Jacob. <laughs> In fact, he, he stole seven years from him. Seven years of hard work. Seven years of labor. Seven years of struggling, seven years of increasing Laban with nothing to himself. Because remember, he worked for free for 14 years for Rachel. Everything he did for 14 years belonged to Laban to pay for Rachel. Jacob did abuse a bit the authority he was given, but he was abused to 14 years of wages when he was given Leah instead of Rachel. Now, neither man was without fault in the deception of the other. Yet Jacob had God's blessing, and he was the heir to the Abrahamic covenant, and God was going to take care of him. But what happens next? This is where most families go wrong. The two men had an agreement. Jacob and Laban had an agreement. Everything Laban has is because of Jacob, and Laban's aware of that. Laban saw the hand of God on Jacob. He knows the blessing of God is all that has made him rich, not anything he has done. Yet the sons of Laban, they saw what Jacob had done in dealing with the, the speckled and the spotted cattle. He, they saw what Jacob had done in the deal with their father, and they're upset that the outsider has taken away all their wealth, which they didn't earn, by the way. Jacob made all that wealth happen for Laban. God's blessing on Jacob made all that wealth happen for Laban. The sons did nothing. They, they just enjoyed the increase. Lazy. And now they're upset that all their wealth is taken away. Now bear in mind, they don't know what the dad knows. They don't know the agreement. They don't know that Jacob and Laban had set a deal. These were the terms of the deal. Jacob abided by it, and Laban agreed to abide by it. They don't know all they just know that they're no longer wealthy. All their hard work, which they didn't actually do, is, 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 was for naught. Now they're poor again. The outsider, Jacob, who came strolling into the camp one day, he's taken everything with him. Genesis 31.1 Jacob heard the words of Laban's son, saying, Jacob hath taken away all that was our father's, and of that which our father hath he gotten all this glory. And Jacob beheld the countenance of Laban, and behold, it was not toward him as before. And Jacob beheld the countenance, oh, I'm sorry. And the Lord said unto Jacob, Return unto the land of thy fathers and to thy kindred, and I will be with thee. Jacob heard the sons bickering about him, complaining about him, backbiting. He made them wealthy. They didn't care then, but now that he's taking his fair share, now they care. Well, they're, they're, they're taking dad's glory, he's taking dad's wealth. No, no, no. They're worried about what he's taking from them. Because when dad dies, they get it. If Jacob takes it, they get nothing. That's the way it works. Jacob heard the sons of Laban, and he read into the words. He had a guilty conscience. And it affected him. So he gets ready to run. He looked at Laban's face. He saw it wasn't as kindly towards him as it was before. It wasn't as gentle with him as it was before. Laban's taking a big hit on his property. It's going to take a while to get used to it. 
Jacob pulls his wives aside and he says, your dad is mad at me and I've got to go. God came unto me in a dream, told me what to do. And when I did it, your father got mad at me when in actuality, it was God who did what was done. I just followed his orders. Now, every other dream that Jacob has is wrote down for us to see. This dream wasn't wrote down. It was told to the wives. Uh, I'm a little iffy on whether Jacob had this dream or not, okay? I think Jacob's trying to cover his butt with his wives here. So Leah and Rachel, for their part, they heard the story. They saw that Jacob had to go. They were unwilling to, 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 to part with their husband. So they said, yes, our father, he sold us out. He spent all of our money, all of our dollars. Yes, let's go. They, they, they were unwilling to part from their husband, and they started in on their father as well. They said, he gave us away. He spent all of our money. Yes, let's go. But what I find odd here is nobody, Rachel, Leah, Jacob, none of them go to labor. Not one. They're adults, but they didn't go to labor. They started overthinking in their minds, and that is usually where things go wrong. So Jacob takes the sheep, the servants, the children, all that they have, puts his wives on the camels, and they take off. But unbeknownst to Jacob, and this is the kicker here, unbeknownst to Jacob, Rachel steals her father's graven images. Rachel steals her father's little g-gods. That sin, stealing from her father like that, taking the graven images, that sin falls to Jacob. Even though he didn't know about it, he is the spiritual head of the family, and Laban is upset that um, those things were stolen. Absolutely. And Jacob is going to be held accountable for his wife's misdeeds. That act, Rachel stealing those graven images, enrages Laban and causes him to give chase. So Jacob and Laban had put three days distance between the two of them. Three days distance between the two of them. So it took three days for Laban to hear of Jacob's departure. I mean, they, they had a lot of flocks between the two of them. They had they have room for the flocks to feed and water, so they had three days distance between them. And then, then somebody went out to Jacob's and said, oh, they're not here. And they ran right back three days' time. They figured out Jacob has fled. And Laban, he took his brethren with him and pursued after him seven days' journey. And they overtook him in the Mount Gilead. Now, how did he over? If Jacob had a three-day head start, let's say it took him a day to get going, how did he catch up to him in three, four days? Easy. Laban didn't have the kids and the women and the goats and all that. Laban just had him and his men. It was easy to catch up. They didn't have to stop every few miles for someone to go to the bathroom. They overtook him in the Mount Gilead. And God, God came to Laban, the Syrian, in a dream by night and said unto him, Take heed that thou speak not to Jacob either good nor bad. God's saying, be careful what you say here. You know, just as God showed up in a dream to Abimelech, God showed up in a dream to Pharaoh, God showed up in a dream to Laban. Then Laban overtook Jacob. Now Jacob had pitched his tent in the mount, and Laban with his brethren pitched in the mount of Gilead. 
God warned Laban not to disrespect Jacob, nor was he to praise him. He wasn't to flatter and be overly nice, nor was he to be mean. Laban has to walk a very fine line in dealing with Jacob, because God's watching. So Laban, he plays the hurt granddad dad card. Why did you do what you did? You left without saying goodbye or allowing me to say goodbye and kiss my daughters and my grandkids. Why did you hurt me so, Jacob? <laughs> uh, we're well past the point where Laban can be the victim. He says, don't you know that I outnumber you, that I can hurt you? But then he says, after he says, I outnumber and I can hurt you, he says, but your God told me not to say good or bad to you. But if not for him, I could have killed you. And now, even though you must go, as you told me, why did you steal my gods, Jacob? Why did you take all that I hold dear? Took his daughters, his grandkids, and his graven images. He counted that as something valuable to him. Why did you take my gods? Jacob is unaware that the statues or images of Laban's were in his property. Jacob's still completely unaware. Jacob then declares that whosoever stole the images would die, for he and his were honorable and decent. They didn't take the images. Oh, they weren't decent and honorable, and they did take the images. Jacob just doesn't know. So they're, they're, they're searching through Jacob's stuff. They're searching through everything, looking for these graven images. The last tent that they go into is the, the, the Rachel's tent. Rachel has stolen them. And Rachel is sitting on them. She's riding a camel and she's sitting on them. They're in the, in the thing that she's sitting on, under the thing that they're sitting on the camel. And she says, I can't stand, I can't get up from where I'm sitting, Father, for I have the time of the month on me. Rachel just as devious as her dad, claims she cannot stand as she is sitting on these graven images that they are searching for. For her woman's issue, that time of the month, and I do believe this is the first ever documented use of, of that time of the month as an excuse, and since Rachel is his favorite, he doesn't push the issue. He moves on. They don't find it. They do not find the gods. So now, Jacob seeing there were no stolen goods, or no stolen gods, loses his temper, and he unleashes 20 years of frustration upon Laban. Now Jacob is finally speaking out against Laban, in front of Laban, and all the kinfolk. Laban's daughters, grandkids, sons, fam, all, all of them, everybody's hearing how he treated Jacob. Now, Laban doesn't argue, nor does he call Jacob a liar. He can't. He can say neither good nor bad to him. So Laban literally has to stand there and take Jacob's venting. 31-38 of Genesis. This 20 years, Jacob talking to Laban, this 20 years have I been with thee. Thy ewes and thy she-goats have not cast their young, and the rams of thy flock have I not eaten. That which was torn of beast, I brought not unto thee. I bear the loss of it. 
My, of my hands did thou require it, whether stolen by day or stolen by night. If Jacob was watching the, the, the flock and something was taken by a beast, Jacob had to repay it. Whether he was responsible or not, whether it was day or nighttime, Jacob had to repay it. Thus I was. In the day, the drought consumed me. I was overheated in the day. The frost by night, I froze to death every night. My sleep, I couldn't sleep because of how much you were charging me to take care of these sheep. Thus I have been 20 years in thy house. I served thee 14 years for thy two daughters, six years for thy cattle, and thou hast changed my wages 10 times. Except the God of my father, the God of Abraham, and the fear of Isaac had been with me, surely thou hast sent me away now empty. God has seen my affliction and the labor of my hands and rebuked thee yesterday. Laban answered and said unto Jacob, These daughters are my daughters. These children, the grandchildren, are my children. These cattle are my cattle. All that thou seest is mine. What can I do this day unto these my daughters? or unto their children, which they have borne. Now therefore come now, let us make a covenant, I and thou, and let it be for a witness between me and thee. Laban was dressed down. Jacob has been abused in Laban's service for 20 years. And he says, except God intervene, except God intervene, you would have sent me away empty. You have mistreated me. You have abused me. You have, you have rode my coattails to your wealth. Laban says, all of this is mine and you're taking it. Very well. Let's make a covenant. Laban cannot answer Jacob bad, good nor bad. He cannot answer. God has literally tied his hands. Yet what could he say? All you have, Jacob, is mine. Take it. And may God bless. That's really all he could say at this point. He does add, he does add, that if Jacob take any other to wife, or if he mistreats Laban's daughters, then the covenant that they're about to make will be broken, and Laban will be free to come after Jacob. What a tangled web. Oh, what a tangled web we weave when at first we practice to deceive. Laban and Jacob. Two men cut from the same cloth. Jacob ran, Laban followed. Laban was most upset over his images, his gods. Not his daughters. Not his flocks. His graven images. Jacob, the people skills he inherited from Abraham and Isaac. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. But they have the blessing of God. They're faithful to God. It's best to be honest and forthright in all your dealings. Where it will come back to haunt you, just as it did both Laban and Jacob. Jacob did some ill, Laban did some ill, and now families are at war. All right, well, we are done with Jacob's, or excuse me, we are not done with Jacob's problems just yet, for he is heading home, and home is where Esau is. Esau hears Jacob is coming, and Esau is on his, way to meet, on his way to meet with his brother Jacob. After 20 years, 
Esau is coming to see Jacob, and he's bringing 400 men with him. 